Welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Dustin Hinshaw. Hello. And Adam Camilleri. Howdy. This is your weekly tournament rundown show where we cover the biggest and the best, the most exciting tournaments coming up over the weekend, getting you ready for what that meta is going to look like. I've been practicing something. Oh. And we can't, I, I, I'm going to show you this is the preview of my, my, my dance. Vote That's next week. <laughs> We're starting off strong. <laughs> was that like supposed to be something like Voltron or Power Rangers? That was, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. Power Ranger-esque, I think. That was, uh, okay. I love it. I okay. love it. So this is the first week we are going to see, I think, demons out in full force. As in, I think they're adopted for all bar one of the events we're doing this week. Uh, but then they, they have hit the podium this week, boys. They're, they're actually on a faction podium. Chaos freaking demons. Well, how long we'll see that? Well, I mean, look, demons are a popular <laughs> army. I love it that they're great and maybe good in 40k. We're going to see how people are attacking it. Uh, this weekend, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about three events coming up. But before we get going into that, I want to tell you where War Games Live is going to be. They're going to, he's going to be doing some streaming from Warzone Houston. Make sure you check out that network and see the tournaments going on from there. As I mentioned, this is a live show that we do each and every week at 9 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. That part was obvious. Maybe not the time, though. Uh, we do this in front of a live audience. Uh, come join in the chat with us if you're listening to this later on the Aggregators Podcast, Aggregators, wherever you're getting the podcast. We really appreciate you doing it. But you might want to come and have a good time, and you can see my little um, dance. You get to hear all these, we'll see all these awesome uh, PowerPoints that we make. Today. Did you know that apparently it's forbidden to sell Limburger cheese on Sundays in Houston? What? Um, what I did what? not know that. What's, yeah. what's this I figured I figured I'd throw in that some random fact of Houston because that's where uh, that's where Wargames Live Joe is. And that uh, I just I just looked that up. I was like I thought that I had to share that. I did not know that. Is it too stinky <laughs> for Sundays? I, I don't know like, the reason. Uh, I think it's cool. Oh yeah. infam- infamously pungent cheese on Sundays, apparently. There you go. I knew it. Look yeah. At that. <laughs> there you go. Figured it out. Some um, geniuses here in, in the uh, uh, panel here. So again, another another reason to come and listen to the show. Um, but uh, Warzone Houston uh, is 111 players, six rounds. I did do the stats for this event, and I, uh, the, my intent was to cover it this weekend. I didn't have the lists unlocked by the time of about an hour ago when I had to finalize what we were covering. So I did jump in and do another event instead. But uh, we do have the faction podium there if you want to hit it, Dustin, for anybody interested. Oh, the faction podium? I always love hitting the faction podium. So, faction podium number one is Necrons, and then Chaos Space Marines with uh, at second with nine. So, there's ten Necrons, nine Chaos Space Marines, and then third, it's tied with Tyranids, Tau, Sisters, and Imperial Knights all at eight. Yeah, if there's anybody interested, uh, go check it out, and please support Joe in all that he does. Digging that uh, healthy meta there. Uh, as I mentioned, this is on the Frontline Gaming Network, so go check out their website as well. Got all that yeah, cool, already done terrain, ready to hit the tabletop. Check it out. Very competitive looking stuff. Great way to proper pro up your table at home, your home game. Make it smooth, make it nice. Uh, check them out. They're the ones you know helping us bring you this show. So please at least go check out the website. First event we're going to be talking about uh, is, uh, I think, well, are we covering? No, What's no, no. Sorry, I, I left it up yeah. there because I did all the stats and I didn't want to waste it. So jump down to Last of Summer. Yeah, so we're going to be the Last of the Summer Warhammer 3 from Thongsbridge, England, <laughs> in the UK. It's uh, actually so, Last of uh, Summer Winehammer. So I don't oh. know if it's wine country or they, they have like a bunch of people walking around filling, topping up your wine glass while you're playing Warhammer. But there we go. That this is a 50-player, awesome. five-round event. Dustin... 
Let me hear about that thongs bridge. I, I'm going to hear about all this thongs bridge. 100% <laughs> factions listed. Thank you, everybody. God, that's that's awesome to see. So the Imperial Super Faction, there's two Sisters of Battle, one Custodes, one Admech, one Astro Militarum, three Grenades, and two Imperial Knights. Space Freeze, there's one Space Wolf, one Ultramarine, one Black Templar, one White Scar, and one Iron Hands. Chaos, there's two Chaos Space Marines, five T-Suns, three Death Guard, four Demons, and three Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's two Necrons, two Orcs, two Tau. Hive Mind, there's six Tyranids, no GSC, tisk tisk. Eldari, there's one Drakari, two Harlequins, and three Asuriani. So that means the faction podium ends up being Tyranids topping it off at, at, with six. T-Suns in second with five, mm. and then Chaos Demons in third with four, which is, it's not like a huge like bronze, but it's Still, Chaos Demons taking a podium spot at this event. Yeah, it, uh, I wonder how many years it's been since Demons got a podium. Uh, how, when, how long... was, when was uh, Seventh Edition? Yeah, exactly right. Has it been that long since they hit a podium? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure it, it has been. Some maybe, summoning maybe, spam. Maybe, maybe there were some uh, there were some monster mashes for a bit. Yeah, it's possible. Like earlier, early ninth edition, when the keepers yeah. were like running trains on people, that definitely could have been a thing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been at least a year or two since Demons have hit a podium. Now, um, oh, yeah. sitting sitting on the super faction numbers there, it's actually interesting to see Chaos is over and above the most represented super faction at this event. Space Marines, I mean, Space Marines in totality have less than Tyranids. Just Tyranids have more than all of the Space Marines combined, and Eldari have all the Space Marines combined. So well and truly the ass is falling out of Space Marines, at least over in the UK. Are we going to um, have to start uh, actually naming out all the different chapters of chaos space marines now instead of the space marines <laughs> do you want to commit do you want to do you want, do you want to make a rule on it like if if csm is on the podium i'll do the breakdown done like if they hit the podium i'll do the if, breakdown. if they hit the podium yeah, seems the reasonable that seems yeah, it reasonable does. i like it does. that if, okay yeah if they're one of the most if they're in top three bang i'll do the breakdown done. for us all right because in, it thousands weird. Sons and, and death guard count for this they have to right and then eventually maybe <laughs> world leaders so, but look at that yeah. thousand suns coming in there that is not something we've seen out of the uk typically it's a death card in the slot uh thousand suns represent strong but is it because they can bring demons i do know there is at least i think there's two of those three because i had a look to see if any of those t suns lists were aberrations or if any of them was everyone was onto any spicy new tech it didn't seem like anything was out of the norm for the t suns portion but i do i think i think there was two of them that had um zinch demons allied in i know one of the things that zinch demons brings to you is uh that beautiful um boot and scoot like um fate skim, a double cast it's a whole nother cat you get a, a another a duplicate well, of psychic power yeah, it's a well, and it's a whole another tree of output. I know a lot of the time, a lot of T Suns players have every spell. They have every spell, and they run out of casts, and they have more spells, and they want to do more damage. And so you take a whole another tree of spells and damage. It turns out it's good, right? Yeah, makes sense to so me. The demons, if you're if you're following along at home, they have an ability to if you have twenty five percent, I think it's a power level power of level, your yeah. army. Hmm. Uh, then they then that that section of your army takes on the agent of chaos keyword and so it doesn't disrupt your faction rules so you can actually work them into a chaos faction exactly mm -hmm. right and of course with this weekend being the first where demons are out in force i've pulled out a couple of demons lists in uh one one in this event one in the next one for your nice. viewing pleasure the first of which is andy uh halliwell He's playing Chaos Demons. He's actually an undivided battalion, and he has a patrol as well. But he has every god represented in his army. And I thought this was very interesting, because I thought this is where a lot of players might start. If you don't have a god that you are yourself a, you know, a worshipper mm -hmm. of, like, um, you probably start with all of it and refine it from there. I think this <laughs> Just go with everything. 
Just go yeah. with everything. Take all the things you think are good and, and work your way through the through the codex like that. He's got a battalion. He has a Nurgle fly rinse. Mm. Just to just yeah, there it is. That's what I did it for. That do noise. I have to go um, on a walk rant? <laughs> Yes, you do. Uh, Changecaster and Transweaver, that is one of the Slanesh Heralds. Um, three units of ten Blue Horrors, which you'll note, Blue Horrors can't do actions. So he's taking the Blue Horrors because they are cheap, but you can't do actions with them. So there is a point of distinction and something he's chosen to do. Uh, one Exalted Flamer, two units of four Fiends, three units of five Flamers, which may become ubiquitous, and yeah. one unit of six Plague Drones. Then he has a Patrol with a Corn Fly Rinse, and this guy has been kitted out to be an absolute monster in combat. I think he's got the um the blade of kings relic and that two to ten blood letters so every gods and representation it's got a hell of a lot of wounds when you add up all the chunk like each flame has three wounds each plague drone i believe has four or five all the all the fiends have multiple wounds this seems like a tyrannid list they're trying to make it that just the hmm. shooting is uh not the same as the tyrannids they have the flamers right. which are they're really good better am, and worse but i think so every demon of, list like, all these flamers that have like Auto of plus three hits. That drives me nuts. Demon lists are gonna, I think, pr- try to find reasons to not be on the flamers. Uh, but yeah. you're gonna, it's, yeah. it's gonna be tough. Gonna yeah. Be until tough. until people are proven that flamers are bad, you, I, I would not. I would expect to see min ten in just about every damn list. Mm-hmm. Um, every list that's trying to go the distance. This is a good list. This is really well rounded. I love the idea of what I think it's going to be doing is the two the two princes sitting behind the plague drones. Plague drones are the pro, possibly the best platform they have for defensive buffs. Mm-hmm. As in, you can take that that one to such a level of defensibility. And because they have such a big squad that you can you can really body up behind that. You can use that to kind of bully presence. And then you can just have all these like three mans, five mans, all the, the horrors and the, the letters and the fiends and everything just playing the periphery and going and sniping people here, there, and everywhere. I'm actually I actually quite like this. And it's also it's a list without a locus. Um, unless it's the transweaver. I don't believe I think I thought it was the um, the harp lady who gives you the the locus for Slanesh. I, I don't think Transweaver has warp yeah, I don't, locus. I don't believe it is the one with the warp locus. So there's no warp locus. So it's the deep strike. The best they're going to do is your leadership, um, which they still can negative a bunch too. So there is a lot of agency there. Uh, but yeah, really cool list, and I'm very happy uh, Andy's bringing it. Next up, we have Paul Martin, who I had to. I saw this. I saw this list, and I'm like, you're in the show. Um, he's playing orcs, evil sons, and I've just coined a term, green gade. So it's a brigade of greenskins, um, and he took a brigade. So I'm like, oh, cool, you're on the show. Um, knob on Smasher Squig, Beast Boss on Squigasaur, two weird boys, four units of 15 Beast Snagger boys, two units of Gretchen, three units of five Commandos, three units of six Squig Hog boys, two units of 10 Storm boys, and three single mech guns. That's a uh, lot like of the Squig Hog boys, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, the weird boys, good choice. Uh, that'd be open only for let me tell you why I say that because it opens up secondaries. Uh, mm. you've got a, a nice perimeter that you can push out in the center so you can get up there and use their, use their close range stuff, do the secondaries, do some interrogation, do some warp rituals. Uh, you, you got a backup warp ritual, and just in case that's the, the best option for you, you know, with the, with the second psyker. And you know, again, it opens up some psychic powers. You're gonna hit this list, gonna hit hard. It's got, I think it's got somewhere in the region of 120 boys when it's all totaled up. I think it's about 115, 120 uh, when you tally it all together. It's a lot of toughness five or toughness six that he's just throwing down your throat. I, I looked at this list and I'm like, is this just better as goths? Like, is this just better as goths? Or is he counting on the fact he's got no transports, got no trucks, so it needs to be evil sons to close the gap quicker? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is this is made to be as hard aggro as possible. So Evil Sons mm-hmm. in his mind is like, I need this. just that those extra inches. They make the difference. Just go faster. Just go faster. You can just paint everything, paint everything red. I mean, you can yeah. just do that. But it seems exactly like this right. is covered. <laughs> really, really like this list, and this is this is a list I'm happy to see in what I think is the merely trading meta. Like this list actually looks quietly not bad into Necrons. This is like walk yeah. in turn one. You know, yeah. this is. Yeah. I mean. The, there is a bunch here that just we okay. I've got my three mech guns. I've committed basically nothing to holding my backfield, and now you have to deal with eighteen hundred and fifty points waves. worth of stuff. Yeah, and, yep. and me scoring a bunch of points. Yeah, waves of waves and waves. I, I like it a lot actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, jumping down into the last one we're doing for this one. This is Patrick Easingwood. He's playing Adeptus Astartes Iron Hands single battalion, and this is just a nice extreme Iron Hands list. Two Tech Marines, two to five Assault Intercessors, and five Infiltrators. I do believe everyone needs to stop taking their five Infiltrate uh, Incursors and start taking them as Infiltrators because demons exist. Uh, three Leviathan Dreads, three Redemptor Dreads, three single Land Speeders, and two units of four Servitors. So everyone forgets about the Servitors. That's the thing is that yeah. people forget about the Servitors and the fact that, oh no, they basically do nothing except score you points. The same thing I was talking about. Who's, Easy to forget. They're just yeah. hanging out somewhere. Who's got time? Yeah. <laughs> Who's got time for the Servitors? They right? hide really well, you know, with obscuring terrain. They, they can basically yeah. be in, I mean, they're on 25 millimeter bases, which the rest mm. of your army is, this, this is not, you know, on 25 millimeter bases. They're basically invisible. Again, they no time to deal with them. That is means they can actually that, go forward with the Dreadnoughts, which is good because I feel like Dreadnoughts need to be used aggressively. Agre- absolutely right. Is it weird that I look at this list and I see a better and worse night list at the same time? Like it's better than a night list in some ways, worse than a night list in some ways. And this, it's it's really cool. It's really kind of cool. I like it a lot. Like you put two Redemptors together, yeah? And they shoot as good as a Crusader without without CP, you know, without the model in CP. They shoot as good as a Crusader, two Redemptors. But you can buff those two Redemptors. You can buff their shooting in a lot of ways with Iron Hands that you can't with... Nice. That's a bold claim. Easy, and easier mm. access to the healing too with the tech marines basically doing it yeah. because you know they're just hanging out anyway. Hmm. And of course, you have all the auto wound, explo- double exploding sixes to wound, stuff, stuff like that for Iron Hands that you don't get in a lot of other places. I mean, hell, Iron Hands, I think, is the only place that has that double exploding to wound on uh, strats and things like this. Um, so I like this a lot. Only thing I would change, I would have the character Contemptor in this. Three Leviathans with the character Contemptor behind it. That guy is shooting every turn. He's just shooting five tricky turns of shooting. Is that a really, forge really roll unit? Yeah, and you pay a CP for it as well. Um, yeah. For the relevant I mean, the CP is not bad, especially when you're going with a battalion and, and doesn't like. I mean, we don't know, you know, what kind of frills he's purchased here, but hmm. if you get a lot of value on it, I mean, there's no space marines don't necessarily need to rely on their command points in the first couple of turns of the game. Hmm. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, those are the three lists I uh, I pulled out. I wanted to see the most. I think that Nurgle, that sorry, that demon list is actually quite well put together for people wanting to start with an all comers bit of everything demon list i think andy's pretty close to where i would be as well uh, you feel free to, to change it up I and mean, the only thing i'm questioning is whether um not having any actions on the the horrors is going to come back to bite him should he want to play banners but i suppose i mean i think the exalted flamer can put up banners i'm pretty sure his infantry the bloodletters could in a pinch that's kind of a waste uh, but yeah i think uh, of those lists i'm picking demons to win this one i would but i'm sad there's no bloodthirsters in it I, yes. I'm a more of a simple man as well. I prefer three greater demons in, a, in every <laughs> demon list. So we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it later. But I've, I, if you, we'll talk about it now if you want. Um, I've talked to a couple of people who've been experimenting with demons, and they've tried the monster mash, they've tried the MSU, they've tried the the, the chunky mid tier demons, and they're just 
a lot of people have said, uh, well, and by a lot, I mean two people who I know have played this have said- 100% of the people you've talked 100% of the people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they, they've, they've said so far, they've had a bunch of games with the Greater Demons, and they're like, I just don't feel like I have enough stuff. I play three Greater Demons, then they kill everything else, and my three Greater Demons only kill things in yeah. melee. So turn one or turn two, they don't kill things in melee, and my three Greater Demons can kill a total of maybe nine things in totality for three Greater I think, Demons. Now, look, this is just, you know, one- Filthy meta chaser, you know, man's approval, <laughs> opinion here. But yeah, res- having those demons be able to go in reserve basically for free, essentially. And when you put that many wounds and that high toughness in reserve for a couple turns, you might, you know, your whole strategy, I think, begins like, how do I just stay even on the points in the first th- three rounds of the game? And then for the final two rounds of the game, I just basically take over roll yeah. roll over bowl over yeah. my opponent and i don't know if, again i have not played it enough with them in this especially as you know with some of the things coming out and the tech that people are, are doing but that's that's something i think that is an option for demon players but still a lot of finesse a lot of tech was in that list we just saw and list like it you know it's i'm curious to see how, how that's going to play out for them mm, yeah me too um all right what's up next boys next one we're going to be talking about is uh, the Invasion 40k and Christiansund, Norway, 78 players, five round event. We know there's some crazy things going on in this meta. What are we going to see oh. there? Let's see what crazy things are going on. Imperial, there's six Sisters of Battle, six Custodes, one Admech, one Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, and two Imperial Knights. Space Marines, there's three Dark Angels, one Space Wolf, four Blood Angels, one Salamander, two Black Templar, one White Scar, one Imperial Fist, one Iron Hand. Chaos, there's six Chaos Space Marines, three T-Suns, three Death Guard, three Demons, and four Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's five Necrons, three Orcs, and six Tau. In the Hive Mind, there's seven Tyranids and two Gene Stealer Cults. There you go. Eldari, there's one Drakari, one Harlequin, and four Suryani, meaning the faction podium is Tyranids topping it off at seven. Tau, Chaos Space Marines, Sisters, and Custodes tied in second with six, and Necrons bringing in the rear at five. Really interesting uh, breakdown here. I mean, some of this stuff is just as expected, especially Tyranids being on top. Um, Custodes making an appearance uh, coming in second. It's, it's it's is it weird that it seems like Europe this is this is a norm for Europe and only in Europe custodians still still seem to be taken in like decent numbers. It's, it seems like that that middle ground like hanging out and playing that that middle of the board game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that looks like what the meta is over there. Hmm. It, it it does. It seems like everyone's going for the big or big wins, big losses kind of feel or. or yeah, well, actually, that is kind of the feeling. Um, Tau, Tau, still making a big. So people are people are on the assumption that Tau's dead. By the way, um, as in their, Asarani their overall... too. But by the looks of the stats we've been seeing in the last couple oh. of tournaments, is like, do they even have the tricks anymore? Exactly. People are saying the same things about Asurani and Tau, saying like the, sh- the shooting meta is on the decline, the melee meta is coming back in, Votan, you know, withstanding. Um, but people saying Tau is dead because their overall win rate right now isn't that great. I think it's below 50%. But I still think Tau in the best of hands is absolutely terrifying. I've got a list from the well, One second, ranks. though. I want to talk about, you mentioned win rate. And I want to say win rate is a dangerous stat. Yeah. It, you know, what we have right I mean, win rate, it is a stat. And and one, I mean, I'm curious as to what the chat thinks. I'm curious to what y'all think. But what what I'm seeing with some of these factions is some great players are really supporting some of the percentages in some of these factions, mm-hmm. and that's not bad. I mean, that, that kind of shows you that's something that shows you you know what's going on out there with some players making it work out there. But what but win rate 
you know, it's it can be deceptive. Absolutely right. I mean, Gene Steeler cult, for, to Dustin's point, had like a 64% win rate last weekend. And yeah. that was off the back of like two guys just demolishing yeah, exactly. two events. Needed to make um, sure that people understand that. There was two guys doing really well out of, out of the four yeah. or five that were attending events. Like, yes, like they did, they had a really big win rate. But that's because two like really good g Circle players dominated mm. people. So that yeah, can happen, on. Right? And that is uh, a great stat, by the way. But and also, let me you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here, just for a second. Indulge me if you can, please. Uh, is that seeing what other people are taking in their list? If you're looking for that similar success, check it out. You know, there are things yeah. that you can incorporate and then make your game, and you'll get. If you're not performing the way that you want to with your with the stats are on the table, take a look at some of these other lists of what they're taking, what secondaries they're taking, how to what elements they've included in their list to keep up with everything that's happening out there with other list innovators. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's actually a really good way to kind of get ideas to improve your your list as well. In, in games like Magic and Yu Gi Oh, all those card games and stuff, I don't I don't like net listing. For Warhammer, I actually encourage it. Because mm. when you actually look at those lists, you ha- you don't just you don't just get to put it on the table and do well with it. Especially if you look at like lists like Sean Nade makes or Eric Lathuris, but the ones that they make, you can't just put those on the table and do well with them most of the time. You have to practice them yourself and feel like get your style in there. Once you find the little gaps, so, okay, this is a great list, but I missed my little Berserker squad or something, you know. So I got to add those in. I don't know why I went Berserkers. I, I have corn on the mind. Anyway, possibly. <laughs> look, or Votan, um, actually, yeah. So Berserkers are a thing. Just putting the super faction stats from the last two events. So one of them obviously was 50 players. This one is 78. So, you know, a good third more or 50% again on top of the numbers here. But um, it's interesting to see the correlation in that um, chaos is the top super faction in both events um, with Imperium being second. But here's, here's an interesting thing. Eldar is the same. There's six players at each for each super faction. So very close. What's up fact. with Eldari? Because they, you know, again, it's another thing. We've seen them be able to be played very capably. I mean, there was came in second at the Nova Open a couple of weeks ago with a with yeah. a non traditional list. What I would consider. I'm well, I'm of the opinion that Harlequins are one of the best armies in the game still. And the Asturiani, if they are far behind that, it's not. Sorry, if they are behind that, are not far behind that either. Like I think they're easy, like top eight factions in the game, possibly it, top speaking- six. Of the win rate we were just talking about, Harlequins still have a very high. That's exactly win right. Percentage. Yeah. They're one of those armies that um, faction specialists are supremely dominant with that faction, like absolute murderers uh, with it. But anyway, jumping down to some of the top players in attendance here. The first one I have here is a tower list for you. This is Rasmus Valand Fredriksen. Um, he's ranked second in Scandinavia right now. He's playing Tau Empire, and this is Farsight Enclaves. And I challenge anybody at home. Anybody seeing at home who thinks they're like on the hot stuff right now to tell me they would want to play against this list. <laughs> um, Commander Farsight, Cadre Fireblade, and a Cold Star for the HQs. Three into 10 Crute. Three units of five Crisis Suits, each one with a minimum of five drones, two of them having eight drones, and three into four Crute Hounds. That is the list. 15 Crisis Suits with two Commanders and a godload of drones to keep it all ticking over turn after turn after turn. It's really intimidating to look at on paper. Wait a second. Somebody told me that Crisis Suits weren't good anymore. 
Yeah, how'd they fit 15 in the list? Bizarre. Yeah, That's crazy, right? I thought that was impossible. <laughs> um, also, really, really cool. I think we might see more Farsight Enclaves in the game now, especially with the advent of Abaddon, especially with the advent of a bunch of other wound-gated models, such as mm. Bloodthirsters, because Farsight Enclaves have access to the, the Cold Star kit that gets you around wound-gating, and I think it's really important to have that available to you right now. Still a bunch of Catan kicking around. Gaz might make an appearance, but I think Farsight Enclaves might be where it's at. Especially Abaddon. Yeah. Abaddon is the one that to, to watch right now. Uh, I mm. think Satan are taking a back seat. We haven't seen Gaz do Gaz things in a little while, but Abaddon is going to be on lots of tables because he goes in lots of lists. Mm-hmm. Agreed, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan of the the Farsight Cold Star. I think it's possibly the, one of the best things that they have going for him at the moment. It's weird though. The only thing in this list that we've seen in most uh, top tier tower lists is the bombers. But I don't know where you would find points for the bombers in this archetype. Do you? Would you have to drop a whole unit of crisis suits for the two bombers, and then I, would that be worth it? Uh, you would have to, and I don't think it's worth. It. I think the crisis are better. Neither. Yeah, I think I think for what this list is doing, it's just being straight savagery. Yep, hundred percent. I think I think it's better just go all in. Oops, That's all true. crisis. Yeah, we we, we uh, have seen folks opt in for those bombers, like like you were talking about, because of either you know being able to remove them on turn one and, and do some things, get people guessing, figuring out what they're doing, but just the the overall ferocity, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. you're talking about with this list. I think. Oh, is they absolutely have right play there. in them. I just feel like against a lot of lists, they will go in, do their damage, and then just die. Crisis suits will go in, do their damage. And drones will die, and then they'll do the damage again. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's then a, you go, that's oh, a great point. Oh, you have a guy with a steam injector. Oh, he could just absorb a whole next turn yeah. with the, the drone. Command. And if you just—he's he, such a bastard. <laughs> My God. Uh, yeah, big fan of the Iridium Armor uh, steam injector lad. Mm. Uh, but yeah, moving on to the. Uh, let sorry? me let me say what's up to some folks in chat. Uh, they're absolutely saying, "Oh, you know, boo bombers." But Joel Atkins says, "You know, that's a. <laughs> do you play Tal? Let us know what's going on." Uh, pointing out, somebody asked, uh, "Cus forty k, would they miss?" The chat's filling them in as well as our production. Thanks a lot for that, uh, Artemis Steve. Great to see you. You know, again, we do this show live. If you are, if you do want to tune in, we got a great chat community that actually you know plays in part of the show lets us know what we mm-hmm. miss helps us out with the rule stuff every now and then also we get people coming from the events that we're talking about and sometimes they even put their list in there we get to talk about it uh and see what they're curious about uh, the analysis of the event so i want to say what's up to everybody in chat so far really appreciate it uh next up for lists that we pulled out this is gorm hull and he's just a guy with an awesome name i figure i'm picturing like conan the barbarian when i Grom! think about gorm. yeah it's gorm gorm <laughs> Uh, Sorry, it's, it's all right. Uh, Chaos Demons. He's playing Zinch. He's playing Zinch Demons with Bellacor. So you know, and Bellacor is technically Zinch as well. Uh, he's got a Battalion and Supreme Command, like I said, with Bellacor. He's got a Change Caster, a Flux Master, and a Lord of Change. Then he has three to ten Pinks, three Exalted Flamers, and the three by five regular Flamers. So fifteen Flamers with three Exalted Flamers, playing much, playing much more of a defensive shooting game leveraging trying to play keep away and just say hey can you shoot through this much three plus super invuln um while i you know dump mortals from range and bellicorce playing as my my line my line defense you know can you can you punch through this i love bellicorce being used in that mode by the way he's such a he's so hard to shoot and he fits into this list that is hard to shoot um to a t i think technically he's easy to shoot because he's yeah. real but it's real big but yeah he's he's hard to wound <laughs> Extremely unappealing uh, targets, and I'm a, I'm of the opinion that Gorm is just going to every turn roll his fate dice and be like minus one to wound. Yeah. Every turn of the game, my army is minus one to the wound to wound unless I don't roll enough dice. 
Um, he's gonna he's gonna auto fifteen pretty much or auto max if it's twelve, uh, whichever psychic secondary he wants essentially. Um, the one of the beautiful things of the flux master or either change caster, whichever one is the one on the disc, um, can do the spell to retain uh, warp uh, warp dice and can go and be the guy you send out to go and do your warp ritual and uh, bunk him on back uh, for a couple of CP or um, I thought I don't think that's a move again. So how does he bunk on back? Never mind. Might be talking at my ass. Uh, but yeah, cool list. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of zinc stuff. Uh, a lot of damage can be done. I think you're spot on with that. Yeah, I'm, I like this. I like this list quite a lot. And then Bellacor is so. a distraction. Bellacor just—I mean, you can't really ignore him, you know. And that—that's that, the mm-hmm. trick with with that. I think they've done a great job of of giving him some lethality with a little bit of defense, and then just you know what he brings to the army. Real, mm-hmm. You just want to see that cool bottle on the table. Yeah, I don't. Th- I didn't when I when I reviewed the book. I didn't think anybody was going to make me f- make Zinch like Mono Zinch feel good. I think Gorm's done a pretty good job, honestly, of making Mono Zinch feel pretty fleshed out. The, the shooting here is actually really respectable. To be honest. Do you mean that that it was it would be hard to make what might like look like a thematic list or just something that didn't feel too one dimensional? Like what what do you what do you mean by that? So I, I thought in this meta at the moment, it's a merely trading meta. Zinch falls down because as soon as you touch them, they die. They got a six up in combat. They got a three up from range, six up in combat. So funnily enough, I talked about stuff that wouldn't want to play against the tower list above. This list might be okay with that. Might just totally be okay. The army's minus one to hit and has a three plus invuln. Like you can just have whole turns where crisis suits don't kill a unit. Like three, you just don't kill a unit. Um, so that can be really oppressive into some matchups. I know a lot of shooting knight armies that don't slam a lot of mortal wounds do not love this archetype. Uh, but then some others are fine. Like, you know, if you've got a bunch of the chain cannons, you can just shoot through it but um well, a lot of the Bellicor is, is a warp locus right uh Bellicor is yeah yes. so being being able to bring down the all the flamers really close mm-hmm. yeah i think is uh, is, well, is good i was about to say people who may be unaware of the, what you can do with Bellicor, you can two cp Bellicor and just shunt him just be yeah. like Bellicor is here now he was here here's three exalted flamers 15 flamers this whole half of your army Take it off the table. So the, what you're talking about there is you move Bellacor nine inches away. You from anywhere on the table, back corner somewhere behind the biggest building. You bought you bought him some um, you know measure of of obscurement just from the the terrain itself. Then you move him up nine inches away, and then you bring everybody in because he was on the table at the start of the turn. Yeah. Then you bring everybody down six inches away from the other folks, but opens up your your targeting potentially on some some units you couldn't have otherwise, and exactly protect right. the rest of your army from from being able to be shot. My only issue uh, is if you can ignore Overwatch, which is the only thing you need to be able to do in order to kill Flamers in melee. Essentially, anything can kill, like Gretchen can kill Flamers in melee, you know, if you've got enough of them. Um, but as long as you can ignore the Overwatch. If you can't ignore the Overwatch, they kill you on the on, on the charge. Um, but, you know, one unit of Repentia goes in and clears up so much of this army if it makes it. And that's my only fear about that in the current meta. Like, one unit of Sangard, one unit of Repentia makes it, and you lose your whole, all, all your Flamers are just gone, mate. Um, so that's the risk-reward of this style of list. So we'll see. We'll see if it holds up. All right. Last one. Aspen uh, Hodney, uh, a man with eight wives. I mean knives. Um, Chaos Space Reads. He's playing World Eaters. Uh, and there, there's, the, there's the eight. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I saw this list. And I'm like, it's in. Um, he's playing the uh, he's playing a win, a, a win ince or a wince for short, which is a wind demon prince. Um, we're just going to – it's just going to be called a wince from now on. What? Uh, He's got a dark apostle. Oh, man. It's just... You gave me such a playbook, Dustin. Wait, We're going for it. Uh, 
You got to say it like it like there's just nothing. It's just like it just like the way it's it's always been that way. You can't go back. It's always been that way. It's just a wince. Wing demon friends. Wince. Um, it's got a dark apostle and a warpsmith. 16 cultists, divisible by eight. Three ends of eight zerkers. Mwah. Chest kiss. Uh, 10 terminators. Now, what you meant to say was eight plus two terminators. Yes, eight plus two terminators. Um, two units of eight minus seven spawn. Um, and a land raider with exactly eight spikes on it. Um, a Maul of Fiend with eight Lasher Tendrils and two Rhinos that somehow have eight treads. That's 16 wounds, so, you know, it's... Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's not, yeah. it's not 16 yeah. wounds. It's not 16 wounds. <laughs> it's like, 20, it's like eight, 18, isn't it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. So, two single, 10 Termies, two single spawn, Land Raider, Maul of Fiend, two Rhinos. This is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. I wish it was... I, I hope it. I hope that when they get a book, this is a strong archetype. Right now, this is hilarious. Mind you, Zerka's... Uh, are no joke. If they touch you, you are you are dead. They're what is the warpsmith doing in this list? Making the Mauler scene better? A land raider? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could I be know. when you got a toughness nine land raider. It's one of the, I guess anytime you re- rewind the clock on that a little bit, you've really. I mean, it's never going anywhere. I mean, that well, one turn that the, the warpsmith buys it could mm. make it last all five turns. Well, you want well, to make it, sure the land raider gets as much value as possible. If it's his main shooting, probably has it with like four last cannons, right? Just that's his shooting, right? That's his shooting. That's exactly right. It's the land raider is the only thing that will like scratch the paint on a knight from range. Um, so that's and pretty the interesting. Land, the land, the winds will hide behind the land raider. <laughs> well done. He absolutely will. <laughs> or behind the turbies. Uh The, the um, terminators are in the la- in the land raider. Right? Can all so ten, you've... ten termies go in a land raider? Yeah. No, yeah. no, because they yeah, count as two, yeah. don't they? They I count as they two, do. so they don't. They should mm-hmm. be able to, though, right? They should. Well, if, if if there were eight of them and it was uh, what is it? The cru- if it was Crusader land raider, then that means uh, yeah, yeah, land raider Crusader. Yeah, that would be good. That would have eight termies in your. Yeah, yeah I'd be sick. Yeah, um, that would make sense. Anyway, but looking at the Warpsmith, right? What other HQs does he have available? You don't want to. You don't really want to take a Chaos Lord because you got the reals from the the Wince. You you can't take any of the Psychic ones because you're World Eaters. So, what else was he going to take? So I figure the Warpsmith. Why not? Chuck it in. One of those demagogues or whatever the human uh, the cultist ones. I, oh, look, I'm, cool. I'm yeah. not saying that's a bad choice. I think when when you do when you're basically putting mileage back on the land, on the land raider or the Mauler fiend in a pinch. I mean the with the Mauler fiend up there in close combat and the guys like I'm just healing you basically backpacking the Mauler fiend. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't hate that. Hey, I mean basically yeah. you got to remember this is a, a world eaters list, so this guy knows something that we don't. Obviously. I think he's, he's got a plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got eight knives, right? He, sh- he can't be yeah. unhappy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's winning this one, boys? Uh, that, that's a, so this is, this is tough because there is a, this is a pretty rich field as mm. far as uh, list go or factions go. I mean, it's hard mm. to pick. It's hard to pick against that tower list when it's the when it's the essentially the top player in attendance. Um, but I don't want to easy street this. I'm going to go CSM. Let's, let's go CSM. CSM cracker are number one. I mean, they're getting a lot of podiums, but not too many first places. So first place CSM. I'm going Salamanders. Uh, Whoa. I don't know if we, yeah. Whoa. Is, is there a Salamanders? There's one. <laughs> there is one. All right. There's one. He's, he, he's your boy. He's, that's it. <laughs> he knows it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I actually really like this towel list. I like the, the 15 crisis mm. towel. That's it, fair. It's hard to pick against it, mate. Champions of Humanity is going to pull through this one. <laughs> 
Uh, next event we're, we're, we're talking about, but actually let's do a quick ad first, and then we'll come back and talk about the New Zealand Team Championships. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back. Whoa. Whoa, yeah. that was intense. That was. <laughs> you gotta, that's why you got to tune in live. You never know what's coming. Uh, after, we're going to talk about the New Zealand uh, team championship from Auckland and uh, North Island, New Zealand. But and then right after that, we've got our little palate cleanser segment we do called the Flaco Rapido. And you know you want to stay tuned for that. I'm telling you, it's all kind of things you just can't miss. And that's why you want to hang out for the whole show. Uh, so this is a 70-player, 14 teams of five, five-round event. Dustin, would you mind telling us what we're going to see? I would love to. Imperial, there is six sisters, or, sorry, seven sisters of battle, two Admech, three Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, five Imperial Knights, Space Marines, there's two Dark Angels, one Space Wolf, three Blood Angels, one Black Templar, one Death Watch, Chaos, there's three Chaos Space Marines, three T-Suns, three Death Guard, five Renegade Knights, Xenos, there's ten Necrons, one Orc, three Tau, Hive Mind, we're looking at four Tyranids, a single Gene Stiller Cult Hero, and then the Eldari, there's a one Drukari, five Harlequins, and three Suriani, which means the faction podium is Necrons topping it off. So 10 of the 14 teams have taken Necrons. Seven of the 14 teams, so half the teams have taken Sisters of Battle. That's low. That is very low, actually. And then Harlequins, five teams have taken Harlequins. That's uh, that's a lot lower than I was expecting. That, that seems like it's a good spread of uh, factions, then. It's actually really not. A, it's it's actually not a bad spread. Um, there's actually a lot of omission. I feel like in this in this spread. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's okay. I want you to know, guys. No, Chaos Demons didn't make the break for this one. So this is the event that Chaos Demons didn't mm. make it into. That um, means the, Necro- the Codex cutoff. So the the yeah. new Chaos yeah. Demons Codex was not available for these players to choose, and, and probably contributors to why we don't see more of them here. Yeah. And larger team events tend to have a longer lead time because you want the you want the the buffer break of the week before to do the pairings process and stuff like that. So usually it's two weeks out would be the cutoff, which of course Miss Demons by about a week and a half. Um, this one is is actually quite a quite a nice spread. And the fifth, so the third most represented faction only having five lists means that there's so many of between like two and four that it's actually quite a beautiful spread here. Yeah. Um, what was really interesting to me was that Space Marines only made second on our on our thing. Necrons actually have two more lists than all the Space Marines combined, but that's still actually pretty healthy for Space Marines at the moment. 
especially when this is, we're talking about five mans in six, sevens, eight mans or eight players. Um, you see space Marines make a, make make it in there a lot more often with the lower ones. Usually you only see the five best factions in the game get taken. And the fact there's a lot of variety right now just makes me feel like the game's in a pretty good place. I'm, I'm incredibly surprised to see Adeptus Soritas be only half the armies. I, I expected 75, 80% yeah, of the teams. The same as, I expected the same as Necrons. Like they're, I, they're considered I was expecting to be, Tyrannus to you know, be more than four. Like, mm. Wow. Well, it is um, it is interesting that a lot of a lot of learning has come out of WTC mm. um, in the fact around sisters in team environments, uh, in that sisters don't necessarily get a huge differential on people. And this mm-hmm. is a twenty this is a twenty nil system that they're playing. It's not the it's not the ITC system, um, and that sisters get a lot of wins, but they don't dumpster people as reliably as some other lists. Yeah. And so maybe that's a reason there, boys. No, no, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, that was something that I, I definitely noticed a lot of too. Like the sisters, are so, they're just a solid list. They will mm. constantly, at the very least, they will get a, a close loss at worst. Yeah. So they're like, they're, they're almost like a blocker. They're like a champion list. Like, okay, we don't want anybody to fight this list. Sisters, take it out of contention kind of thing. Hayden in the chat says that, you know, it's a it's a model-intensive army, and that might also be contributing. <laughs> yeah. So there, well, we got to look at the region, you know, and and the, and the things you're talking about, the, the, the strategy involved, uh, all matters. Oh, if, you, if you want to talk about um, hobby, well, it's not so much hobby lag, but places in the world where it's expensive to chase the meta, there's nowhere harder to chase the meta than New Zealand. Australia is the... It, a box of anything in Australia is like a hundred bucks now. A box of whatever you want is about a hundred bucks now off the shelf. It's like twenty percent more in New Zealand, and with Sisters being like one of the newest model ranges, it would be. I, I can only imagine how expensive it would be to run a two thousand point Sisters. Interesting. Instead. Although you know, we do know that in team events, you also there's a lot of borrow hammer that we refer to yeah. as it players uh, will assemble their army from their friends as well, because you, you can only take one per team. So even if you have three or four Adeptus Oritas players on, on your team, you only be able to take one to that, that uh, event. So, but you know, that's just something to consider, you know, we, as we analyze the meta, all these things actually do add up to what you're actually going to see at the events and what you can plan mm-hmm. to see over the next two or three weeks or so. The defender of choice from this spread looks to be Death Guard. Death Guard having five lists, uh, sorry, having three lists. Oh, sorry, five Renegade Knights and five Imperial Knights. Wait, am I looking at the right event? I am looking I at the right event. So. Sorry. Um, no, I am. I've, I've actually missed a couple of factions here. So there's five Renegade oh. Knights and five Imperial Knights. So there's two more sitting in our third place on the faction podium, boys. My absolute chagrin. Apologies. Well, you know, three Death Guard there, which is, again, probably about what we expected to see. But Harlequins, you know, we were just in the yeah. last segment talking about the win rate of Harlequins and having that be the choice for... You know, thirty-three percent of the teams. I'm of the opinion, and this might be a huge call, and it is a huge call. Harlequins, I believe, if you have the right player, is the best teams list in the world. Um, That's hot. Best teams list in the world. Uh, You can just do everything with them, and they only need a little bit of pairings help to get just absolute monstrous scores on people. Um, honestly, GSC might be the other one, Like, but you GSC, it's so much harder to get a player that where GSC can do something comparable. But if you find one... But if you, you find hold one, on to that oh, player. you do. You, there's a freaking diamond in the rough. But oh, you got all the models, and you know what all the rules are? And, and, Draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> like, like taking auditions, and you're holding up a picture of a seismic cannon. Name this. Ah, yo, what is this? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Justin's actually he's quizzed us in the show. What is this weapon? No idea. Oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody knows uh, what these are. That's 
right? Yeah, Harlequins, uh, in, in my opinion, sure, one of the if one of the oh. best, if not the best, teams army in the game because you just need a little bit of pairings and they go and just give you monster wins. Um, but moving on to some of the top teams in attendance, I have a couple of friends over in these ones. Uh, the lovely Steve Joel is in our third is in our third team that we're going to be unpacking. But the Ooh. first of these is called Confused Screaming is their team name, and <laughs> their five pack sits at thus: Tyranids, Leviathan, good stuff, whatever, um, Renegade Knights, which is Herpetrax, all little knights, that's thirteen little knights, um, like Asuriani, uh, Hail of Doom uh, with extra psychic MSU. Um, so he's got, I think he's got two he's got uh, two um, councils and two farseers on bike. In addition, it's got Avatar and Baharoth. Um, then we have Drukari, which is Blackheart artists, uh, test of skill, precise killers. Just a bunch of boats, two ravages. I also um, like the Blackheart too. I mean, you, you know, with that, the ability to lock down opponent stratagems kind of thing, it's pr- mm. pretty good. And then we have a Necrons list, which is expansions and conquerors, of course, single Catan and extra destroyers. That's pretty much it makes up those archetypes. Um, This is pretty much what I'd expect. The only real outlier here is the Drakari, making it into this five pack. If you had the Drakari out, Harlequins in, this would be almost a perfect spread for me. With the Necrons to add in the destroyers, that's what we saw, you know, getting that little bit of shooting in, uh, the Satan going down, you know, what was traditionally two. Mm. Is Satan going down to one to add the destroyers in? You know, well, I think what we've seen is actually like even maybe considered leaving Satan at home and going with more of those just point scoring units. So it seems like they've made mm. a nice little compromise right here. Probably yeah. very well for them. I like. Yeah, to I feel like all Catan. these lists actually they 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 all score well, so they are all actually going to be able to get those differentials when they need them, or play conservatively if they're in a, one of their. Like harder matchups, and then if they need to push, they ha- all have the ability to do that. So it's a yeah. solid team for that. Thirteen well, little knights. You know, there's some carnivores in there. There's going to be a lot of seventeen inch movements yeah, coming turn yeah, one. You know, it is this can be real aggressive. Close out. Nobody wants to face anything in this army or this team team list. Exactly right. Um, I do. I do really like the Halo Doom in the in the teams events now. Um, I think Halo Doom might be falling off. I like Orthway better now, and uh, possibly even Baltan better now in singles. Um, but yeah, in Halo Halo Doom in the teams when you can dodge a little bit of the pairings, it, it can do a lot of great work for you. So I'm and what, what you're talking about with the pairings for those that may be unfamiliar with the team event or t- tune in for your first time, <clears> we, we like to cover a lot of team events because they're just so fun. Uh, but one of the things with that we're talking about getting help was the pairings. Is is that the captains or the teams themselves have some influences to what they put out to have the other team pair against. And so you can, with a little bit of luck and a little bit of guile, maybe arrange some favorable matchups for your list, especially if you think there are better or worse matchups in your opponent's roster. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Next team we're going to be unpacking is Kraken Wargaming. Check out the Kraken Wargaming podcast. I think we've got Hayden Korak in the chat who is playing the Harlequins list in this one. He's just said a lot of pressure on myself now that Adam has said that crap about Harlequins <laughs> and I'm playing Harlequins. Indeed, you are correct, sir. I think I'm playing on a team with win you. rate. That means yeah. there's 50% loss rate. That's exactly true. Right. Half and half, um, 50-50. You're good. In two weeks, I'm playing on a team with Hayden. So, Hayden, chop, chop, mate. Impress. <laughs> Hand um, of destiny, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, we've got Sisters of Battle in this five-pack. Bloody Rose, good stuff. It's what you'd expect. Why would you take anything else in the team's event? Uh, Necrons, Expansionist, and Conquerors. Double Catan, double Doom Scythes in this one. Um, this interesting interesting one. A Tyranids, uh, Leviathan, good stuff. Harlequins. Uh, this is Hayden's list. It's Oops, all troops in 
check notes boats so it's nine troops in nine boats or is it eight boats it's just that's yeah there it is and a bunch of characters I, I, then, lo- I do actually like that consistency and redundancy okay. it's like you know what everything mm. does you only have to d- devote you know that part of your brain to remembering three stat lines you know yeah <laughs> and what we've learned a lot from uh, I don't know if you guys followed much of the WTC but Team Poland had, a, had this is pretty much the Team Poland list I believe or close to that archetype um, and Team Poland was using there like okay we can just throw it up into everything it'll get points um and then the polish harlequin player was going out and just flat tabling people because he was like well i'm light here's nine boats full of killy bastards in your face turn one and i reckon you can kill about four so gg it's over um and that's that's exactly what's wrong uh, and last list of this five pack is the GSC list. And I've in the notes I've written, I'm not writing out the traits because it's Eric's WTC list, which means it's accustomed to toil and war combo and all that crap and all that crap and all that crap. It's too much to write. Couldn't be bothered. Look oh, up Dustin could just from, tell us too. You know, exactly. So if we, we needed it in a pinch. It. I absolutely could. It's 30 bikes, 10 gene stealers. It's got a, uh, two groups of five basic acolytes. And it's, and it's the mini transhuman, the industrial affinities were ignoring all uh, modifiers. Uh, the, Sixes to wound in combat are an extra AP. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> and uh, oh, all the bikes and all the all the all the vehicles <laughs> drafted. Uh, you know the rules. Pain. You got the I got drafted. I got Dustin, it. I need you on the team. Got it. This is this is why I didn't write it down. There wasn't any point. <laughs> There's more too, but yeah. It's, uh, this is an point. extremely this is an extremely good five pack. The only quite I question is the Necron list because uh, I just don't like Doom Sights or Double Catan at the moment. That's and that's just my personal take. If their players are very comfortable on that archetype, so much the better. I don't, I'm not in love with that that style. I just like the stuff, the Necron stuff build. The only mm-hmm. difference is that stuff build gets the hundreds but doesn't get the differentials. So he might be playing this because it gets him a better differential for the style of play that he has. So. In terms of the factions this team is taking, the best, like hands yeah. down, yeah, hands down. In my opinion, the best. Yeah, I just I love this. I love this uh, this faction breakdown for the team. Um, the GSC, um, like we just said, like people who can play that list, um, you can go to the you can go to the absolute freaking moon playing if you're a gun on that list. Uh, so yeah, the confidence in the player, I love it. Back your boys, see how he does. Uh, but yeah, these guys are my pick to win the event. Uh, Crack and War Game is is my pick. I know a bunch of the players. I'm playing with a bunch of the players, so pressure's on, boys. You know, better provide now. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're my pick. Adam's watching. Yeah, and go over and support Crack and Crack and War Game. Look them up on Facebook and all that stuff. They do some they do some beautiful coverage of the New Zealand scene. Last one, properly cocked is uh, the name of this this list. These this team like I'm a shotgun. First like list, boys. Yeah. Steve, Mother F and Joel is first list in this one playing Imperial Knights. He has a free blade Lance with two big and seven smalls. Um, then we have a cult mechanics build Mars, Skitari veteran cohort. It's got 30 little lads, three counter assault and five chickens. That's the archetype, um, which we could almost call admet good stuff at this point. Cause that's pretty much what it is. Um, we have Astra Militarum list. All right. He's got a Calidus assassin and Grayfax, and he's got four Russell's Russes, including Pask and Creed. I don't know if I, if this guy is single. If he if he is, please give me a call. Drop into my DMs. You're, you're in. You're already in. Um, then we've got Asuriani build with uh, it's Ulthway with an avatar, three Wraith Lords, three Wraith Seers, and eight Wraith Guard. That's it's wow. I like chunky. it. Like yo, get through it's, this toughness. Get through this healing. You might you well, might not do it. 
it's taking Asuriani out of the box. It's like, oh, cool. We're not going to go MSU, Halo Doom, bits and pieces everywhere. We're going to go thickness. We're going to be down with this thickness. And then we have um, just a Necrons, Expansions, and Conquerors, good stuff build. This is an interesting five-pack because it has two like almost aberration lists, being the Cot Mechanicus and the Astro Militarum, which will cause pairing issues for people. And then we have a really off-the-beaten-track Asuriani build. So I quite like this five-pack. I think it's really interesting. So I've uh, I've seen Steve's army on Instagram. He's been painting that. It's great, great, great looking army. If that's representative of some of the other po- folks on his team, that's going to be an amazing uh, look and roster. Going to feel good, you know. That counts for something. Absolutely, oh, yeah, for it sure. is gorgeous. I. The boy has a the, the, sorry. The man has a beautiful voice, very talented, and also can paint. Like, I mean, if he goes and wins this event and shows that he's like a gun on the table as well, I'm going to be angry. He's going to be like the Hugh yeah. Jackman of of the 40k scene, just a triple threat. Just good, good at everything. Like, okay, yeah. What are <laughs> we here for? <laughs> and then folks have forgot. I mean, continue to like. Don't be impressed by Adeptus Mechanicus, and that's how you get your models put back in the box. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I like the duality, like the two off-the-beaten-track factions, the Admech and the Guard, both being like, well, if you sleep on us, we're going to table you. And have you, have, you got, have you got two factions that are okay possibly going second on a light table versus one of these? Because they could just like body you, like turn yeah. one, just body you. Um, I do like that duality built in here. You could easily do that with Tau instead of one of these and have the same effect, or with an extra shooting night build and have the same effect. But I love that they've done it in this configuration because it's, it's just cheek. It's just cheeky. It's, the Asurani don't mind going second on a light table as well because mm-hmm. you know they got they can rely on their high toughness, a little bit of resiliency. Uh, you know, just don't have a large footprint on the army too. Could probably hug whatever they've got, uh, and then it's going to be tough to chew through. Exactly right. Uh, but yeah, I, I like this pack as well. It's got their old reliable Necrons. They're just going to go, you're going to get their points. The Knights are just going to do what they do. And then, yeah, I mean, if, you got the, if, you, if you're confident with the pairings, this can be a very hard to handle list for opponents trying to trying mm-hmm. to pair into you. Like, what have we got that's good against killing a bunch of Lehman Russes? It's also good at killing a bunch of Wraith Guard, Wraith Knights, Wraith Seers, and it's good at killing Knights. Like, they're going to get stretched. Like, it's well, going to yeah. stretch. I, actually, I guarantee you that most teams and most players are going to look at the cult mechanicus the astral military and the assyrianalist and they're going to misjudge it yeah they're going to yeah, misjudge they're each and every yeah. one of those yeah. let me go one step further too is that adeptosaurus pairs well into all that stuff but they ain't there that's <laughs> they, true they're not yeah. there yeah. <laughs> you know the other half of the teams yeah, <laughs> fine. like the, the these lists are prey to some lists that might not exist there at the event you know mm-hmm. so that that's yeah, that's a point in their favor. Meta perfectly, like they just know might, the might be. But with that said, what do you think is taking this? I, it's going to be hard for me to go against uh, your your pick, Adam, especially yeah. since you're personally invested in the in the outcome. <laughs> it's the only team with a genius to call army. Obviously, I'm picking it. Obviously, you're in. Well, it's, when I look at the five pack of factions, it makes the most sense to me. It make they 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 makes the most. This is the good stuff in teams right now. Yeah. Um, that that's what so, I was yeah. saying to you. Like I think they have the the perfect five pack. I, I agree with you. I, the Necron list makes me a little nervous, but I get why they would do it to get the better mm-hmm. differential for it. So the five pack of factions is, uh, I think that's that's the premium. All right, this is this is the spot in the show where we do after all of that little crunchy crunchy stuff we talk about tournaments and list and meta and win rates and percents of you know the maths and all that kind of stuff. We have a segment we call the flag geometry Rupido. algebra. Yeah, this is a segment where we invite production onto the show. Uh, we give ourselves a series of topics. We don't always know what these topics are, 
Uh, we don't, uh, sometimes they're not 40 K related at all. Sometimes they're not even look. I'm just looking at the top thing. There is we're not even, not even uh, gaming related. <laughs> yeah. uh, we put yeah. two minutes on the clock. And at the end of that two minutes, we stop what we're talking about and move on to the next topic. Never to return to that topic again. Correct. <laughs> Richard, right. thanks so for joining finite. us. So finite. All right. Best metal band. End of discussion. Period. Of all time. Uh, the Cybertronic Spree. Ooh. I have Who? never even heard of them. Wow. Oh, you don't mean made of metal. They're Transformers. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's... I... Well, Fego, you can really do whatever you want, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I'll shit. play it for you after the show. They're amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, that it's Guar. The answer is Guar, by the way. So, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Bit, so when I was when I was growing up, the first metal band that I listened to that really like really got me was Children of Bodom. Um, in like the early, the late, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and then the first soil work album was really good. Those two albums, soil work, uh, lost me later, but those two metal bands, uh, I have stuck with, I still listen to their albums, the same ones I listened to in the nineties. Okay. Okay. I mean, I can't believe nobody's saying Metallica. I say, I'm dodging. I'm dancing around Metallica. Like, oh, I'm not. There's no way we're going through this question and none of us say Metallica. I, I'm not okay. surprised that no one said Metallica. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, I, I almost said Slayer. You were thinking of robots, for God's sake. I don't know why you even have an opinion on this part. <laughs> I also almost said uh, Black Sabbath, by the way. I, they're not metal. What are they, industrial? Yeah, Black what Sabbath? would you call them if they're not metal? Rock? Yeah, what are they? Yeah. Are Just they rock? metal? That's a good question. Is Black Sabbath metal? That would be a... Mm. Is, it, is industrial <laughs> metal the same? We'll do that, that in a like... couple weeks. Industrial and metal is not the same. No, that's that's I, next I, I week's like, swagger. I remember yeah. cool. Like, Industrials, uh, Pearl you know, like Jam, Nine Inch Nails, Front Two Four Two. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails mm. concert. I almost died when I was like thirteen. <laughs> I snuck in. <laughs> I <laughs> literally almost died. <laughs> uh, I'm glad a, you made it. That's a story for another time. <laughs> people calling people calling Black Sabbath classical. Also, Tool. We did classical. Tool. I, I said Tool. I just said Tool. Oh, sorry. Wago. Best. Metallic paint. Retributor armor. I have a right here. What's that? Um, it's black metal from uh, Vallejo. Model, like model Gun metal, black metal. Right there. Yeah. Oh, um, so there's also, it, also, I've got decayed metal right here from Scale 74. Sorry, like, Scale None color. of these beat Sorry, Retributor armor. Color. Retributor armor is the best. So you, you have uh, like the Vallejo line there? Because I don't know the name of it, but it's the blue metal, the blue metallic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have that. Love I, have that. I, I tried like painting a venom in that just because I loved it. Didn't does work it out, like sheen so. or change like different? It does. It actually, it, it's it's gorgeous. If you can find a good model to put that on and use it on, it I love that metal. It is it is a fantastic color. Um, I Joe, just I could find something. Joel Atkins has said Vallejo Raw Steel. I'm like, is that a metal band? No. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> there is uh, like there's a there's a strong correlation between metal bands and Tolkien names. As there really? should be. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like there's some real high percentage of like what is it? Is our Amana Marth? Is that a uh, metal? Is that metal? Uh but yeah. Uh yeah, that's like a, a prison in Mordor or whatever. Gun metal, gun metal blue, Dustin. 
thing. That's it. Gunmetal Blue, yeah. yeah. Okay. Took us on a tangent of um, best metallic paint. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, I guess we should probably say Lead Belcher, right? Because uh, everybody's used that at some point. Lead Belcher is great. It's, I'm on, yeah. I'm on a Mars is an alternative name for Mount Doom. In in um in Cinder in Cindarin. Are you just yeah. googling stuff right now? I did. I not, did. Just can, you that. can look out. <laughs> you, can, you can't Google during Fuego. What's wrong awesome with you, man? Yeah. <laughs> you can't Google during Fuego. With five, with five seconds left, uh, so the last of the summer wine is a TV show that's filmed in the ah. same city or town. I guess town as uh, where the event was uh, to go to. That's a that's a way go. callback. Yeah. Thank uh, you very much for letting us know. Yeah. Um, okay. What medieval weapon would you wield in battle, I assume? Uh, trebuchet. Well, okay. <laughs> just wields a trebuchet. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Paul doesn't want to be in the thick of it. I'm just, I'm just hucking rocks at like 500 uh, yards, man. I don't, I don't want to be in there. <laughs> there is nothing more intimidating than a flail. Nothing more intimidating than a dude. See, I actually you like flail. flails. Fla- like, like, I've seen Braveheart. That? I do not want to be up there in the mix. <laughs> Again, getting this all messed up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'd uh, the face, yeah. man, the money maker. Paul's paycheck there. <laughs> Paul's, <laughs> Paul's paycheck can't mess with his paycheck. Uh, um, oh yeah, so yeah, I, I, uh, I like a, I like a lance. A lance sounds pretty fun. Like horseback lance. with a lance. Haha, <laughs> pleb. You know, yeah. that sounds no, pretty good to me. No, if I'm getting, if I'm getting, no. Yeah. Claymore? No. Oh, I, I would no, go two handed, like a bastard sword. Two handed bastard sword. Sword and board is actually where I'd be. I'd be. Right. That's know. yeah. I'd go sword and board or, or two swords. That's nah. I, I would I'd get need myself killed with two swords for sure. Yeah, <laughs> the flag. I, I'd, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd like kill three people and then just get mocked. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd die really quickly. <laughs> I need to have a shield. Like, I'm actually because like, we actually. Uh, Two flails. Uh, when I was when I was when I was young, there was like we did like live action like uh, role playing like with swords and stuff. We actually built swords and there was actually rules for it and stuff. It was actually kind of fun. But I actually did a, a shield and flail at one point, and it was pretty pretty fun. I would I would go up in that. full flagellant, like naked from the waist up, double yeah. flail. And oh, I thought you were like, going the other way. Get, I was if if you get hit, it's your own fault. And just run at people. Just, uh, flagellant style. Die instantly. Everyone will remember you. That's it. And everybody, the next the next D and D character you ever make is double flail. That's exactly that's what you got. Become do. a cautionary tale that people pass on down to their. their uh, the guy just like blocked it on his shield, and then the other guy died. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to a Ren fair this year? Uh yes. Why not? Oh. I actually like Ren fair. We got one yeah. in Georgia. It's a great one. Nice. Yeah, Ren, Ren fairs are cool. I've never been to one in uh, quite a while, though. Throw axes, Wolf, actually. Yeah, there's one throw some axes, eat turkey actually. legs. Yeah. Really? I was about to watch, say, watch the mud show. Two, the mud yeah, show. I, I've only been to like two Ren fairs everywhere and ever. And the most, my most favorite bit is eating a huge hunk of meat over a ditch. It's just <laughs> oh, like, uh, that's, that's great. <laughs> it's just, it's the best bit. It's like it a big, big hunk of meat on a stick and just over a ditch, just like being a greasy mess, you know. In I always like the, like the jousting shows that they do. The jousting shows yeah. are really fun. Uh, yeah, one of my best longtime friends has been the king in, uh, for a while. He's not the king anymore. He's retired. But, uh, he's, uh, oh, retired? For, you don't for retire a as a king. Yeah. You get overthrown. That's... Is that what happened to him? <laughs> there was. It was a bloody revolt at the Red It was a bloody revolt at the Red <laughs> I love it. 
they still talk about it. That's why I go. That's what you want to see, right? That's true. So <laughs> just 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 as a as a um as a side, as a tangent for this one, um, there is a place near where I used to live called Cryle Castle, which the story goes was initially built to be a brothel, to be a medieval themed brothel. And the guy who was building it ran out of money before it was before his said medieval brothel was completed, and it got bought out and turned into like essentially a like a theater show. A, 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 what do you call it? Is it medieval um, times? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it is. Yeah, like oh, okay. you know, what do you call it? Like a theme park. It got turned into a theme park. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the joke is that it was supposed to be a brothel. Every time yeah. you go, you tell your that mates, is... hey, "This was going to be a brothel," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, yeah, cool, yeah." <laughs> 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 All right. Medieval times is always. I always enjoyed going to medieval uh, times too. I like <laughs> the one in Vegas. If you go to LVO, the, there's that Tournament of Kings. I've been to that every single time I go. It's such a good show. Great food, too. Wago. Most metal faction in 40K. Oh, Chaos Space Marines. Necrons. It's got to be, right? They're, they're pure, pure, pure metal. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I get I get thrown into the best of the Transformers. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> this is not metal bands. This is Warhammer we're talking uh, about. These guys are made of metal. Sons of Malal for me. If we're going to get really specific. Most metal faction ever. Eat their flesh. Worship the god of anarchy. Let's let's get it done. Be for, be forgotten. <laughs> Actually, it is so oh holy crap! Chaos Space Marines splinting into a bajillion different warbands as the metal genre has split into a bajillion different genres. It is so apt that it is Chaos Space Marines. Actually, <laughs> I, I stand by it. I actually I actually think orcs because they fight like they are moshing. Mm-hmm. I, I I I always just felt like in my head, funnily, that orcs listen to like folk music, like they're just one with nature. <laughs> just get it in is, touch. They, they have a totally different soundtrack than what it, it yeah. is. It's like classical music, just kind of like <laughs> they're they're all like that. The headsets in, they're like beating yeah. each other, working out, like doing. Like, you think I listen to the death metal? Then you pull it off, and it's like bit of Beethoven or something. Bit of, yeah, bit, bit of Bach. Bach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm down for that. They're just screaming. We had some. I mean, flesh. Flesh terrors have got to be in consideration, right? Yeah, well, we we got well, good all answers. All space marines, right? Iron uh, warriors, it, emperors. In Echoes children. of Eternity, I'm not spilling anything, but I'm just going to say, V mm. Amit is a bad member Gemma. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Nice, bad but it's not metal. Gemma. Did we solve this one? Is it solved? I think it's solved. All right. Uh, who's the biggest metalhead in 40k? Oh, well, we already mentioned that Gaz has that metal plate, literally a part of his head mm. is metal. Yeah, okay. but and the Goth do have rockers. They do. Yeah, it's true. I mean, also Noise Marines, right? Oh. Noise, noise Marines, I guess they would count, especially the older Noise Marines that actually had yeah. guitars. They'd, have, they'd do some sweet licks. You just like... Yeah, tick, yeah. tick your Noise Marine uh, call out on the show. Yeah. Pop, pop right metal up, pop head. Right but who would be... So it's got to be... So it's it's probably going to be an imperial fist. Okay. Wow. They have this like okay reserved Explained. exterior, but you know they probably have ah. you know just a lot going on. You going inside with like the, the bucket? Yeah. The so stoic. I'm going to go with I'm I'm going to go with um, <sighs> Emperor's so Emperor's champion Sigismund. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Because you know he's got he's got an internal soundtrack. Yeah, that is pure. It keeps it moving. 
<laughs> Extreme violence. We got Torgaden in the chat. Chin. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there's a lot of good options here. It's actually a phenomenal amount of good options. Sorry. What would Khan the betrayer listen to? He's got to listen to death metal, I guess. Oh, no. Surely, just right? No, it is just nails on a chalkboard. That's all he uses. Well, he's got to counteract the nails, so it's probably just like woodland sounds, like just birds and no, shit. No, just louder, yeah. louder waves. Sounds. Just louder, <laughs> just louder <laughs> angry sounds. It's like someone letting the air out of a balloon slowly. Yeah, That's yeah. all. He oh hears. my god! I think if, there, if there's any like. Named Tau that rides in a riptide, that one right there, because that's that they just have it blasting inside of the, with the amount of guns they're shooting off. Like, they got to be listening to something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like rocking out. Or, or it's that dark angel in the back. He's the, in the DJ booth. Oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dead set. Yeah, yeah. That's probably that guy. Wait, oh, who's the, who's the, who's the neck? Is it the Nexus? The one that, the one that's got the DJ? Oh, the Nexus. Oh, they, the Nexus? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's got the disco. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, okay. Got, he's, got, he's got the tape decks going. Does that the disco tech? <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Look, that's our. I think that's our show for this week. Yes. Uh, so if you look, if you're new here and your first time listening to us, this is what we do at the end of every show. It's you know, it is, you know, it's a journey, and we appreciate you coming along with us and listening this far. And everybody in the chat, it's great to see you. Yeah, if you haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget to click some buttons, leave some comments. That is like the easy, free way that you can interact with the show. It kind of tells the aggregators that some people, hey, we're doing something over here. Come check us out. And it is a pleasure. Adam and Dustin, I've really enjoyed this hour with y'all as we do each and every week. This is a live show we do. We also, you know, of course, you get to hear it later every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. That's all we got today. That's it. Next it's been a pleasure. Time. Big love to the boys in the chat. Tony V, Nogal Matthew, Artemis Steve, Joel Atkins. You guys have been churning over. I love Anthony, to see it. Anthony Violence Vanilla in there. Anthony Violence Vanilla. Good Let's luck in the it. tournaments this weekend. We will see you all next week. See ya.